Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts what you are about to hear is a work of investigative journalism that explores one woman's search for answers in her son's death. The views and opinions in this podcast do not reflect those of iHeartMedia. Yo, so this is me. You know, my name is Cordy Copeland. And uh, the reason I'm here is to retire my parents. 2015 is the biggest year of my life. You know, the world is ours. You know, and we just got to go out there and get it. Let's get it. The world is ours. We just have to get out there and get it. Before Courtney died, I was too afraid to travel far. 
I've always had the fear of flying. But Courtney wanted us to travel more and see the world with him. Courtney only got a taste of what's out there. But since he's been gone, I've been all over this world. It started when Courtney came to me in a dream. He told me, Mom, I want you to live. I want you to go to Dubai. And I was like, Dubai? When I woke up, I booked the trip. We're at the Dubai Mall. Me and the whole family went. This mall is so huge. But Brazil? I went there on my own. Here I am in the city of Salvador. I took this video of people dancing outside my window late at night. I was trying to sleep, but everyone was so happy. I couldn't be mad at them. I went for a gathering of mothers of murdered children. There were about a hundred of us there from all over. All of us fighting the same struggle we're fighting in Chicago. In Salvador, we were not far from the main square where they used to auction off slaves. I was surprised that Brazil was so Afrocentric and so black. But then that's when I started to understand the amount of slaves that were actually sent to Brazil. And so it was a learning experience for me. There are so many languages spoken at this summit. Mom after mom, we told our stories. There was one mom whose child died of hunger and thirst in prison. There's another mom whose son got shot by police during a massacre. Then it was my turn. My heart rejoices to see the unity that is in this place. This reunion has brought the pain of a lot of mothers. But my message to the mothers today is I don't want you to mourn any longer but to rejoice in the life of your children because they are more than what happened to them. I think about Courtney. I think about all the mothers who told their testimony and stories. And there's one thing that keeps coming to my head. I recall my aunt telling me after Courtney died, and I tell you, they could never kill the lights never kill the light. Courtney Copeland. Brazil, it restored my soul. All this time I'd been fighting so hard, I hadn't really had time to mourn. 
I had put all of that on the shelf because I had work to do. I was starting to feel stronger, and it's a good thing because when I got back home, I needed all the strength I could get. Our case against the city of Chicago was looking like an uphill battle. The city's lawyers kept fighting us in court. They kept denying everything, even the handcuffing. And eventually, my lawyer said, we should dismiss the case, that these cases were just too hard to win. I was devastated. I was heartbroken. After the lawyers told us that, Brent and I sat in an empty conference room at the courthouse. I mean, because we've been through lawyer after lawyer, and it's, they just, they just don't, they just don't want to mess with it. I think it, it boils down to what CPD can get away with legally, which for me is the reason why I feel like so many laws and things have to be changed so that, that they don't have to they don't have as much power as they do. And for the average person in America, you cannot win against CPD. It didn't take long for the police lawyers to announce their victory. They wrote on their website that the lawsuit was unnecessary. And they called a dismissal a win for the city of Chicago and the police department. The lawsuit was over, and our investigation was too. We already gave detectives all of our evidence, the names of suspects and witnesses. But I was not going to let my baby die for nothing. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. In my best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What if... 
What if the world was different? What if Chicago was different? What if moms like me didn't have to dress their son in tuxedos, put him in caskets, and lower them into the ground? Well, I'm on my way to meet with the state rep right now to propose Courtney's law. Me and my state rep, we've had a couple of conversations now about all the reforms needed. What my investigation has pulled together, things that I want to try to put into this law, of Courtney's law, is one, that police must provide life-saving techniques because they were first on the scene. I think that they should have administered that. I want Chicago police to take people who've been shot immediately to the hospital. And I want those police pod cameras to work and hold footage longer. And all the public records, they should be all in one place so victims' family don't have to get the runaround. So that's why I'm trying to fight for other people. Courtney is finished. That is done. But if I can prevent other parents from experiencing this type of pain, what I want for other parents is that they know with certainty that their child died with dignity and respect. I realize that in all of this process, that didn't happen for my son. I read a story about a thing that police do in Philadelphia. They call it scoop and run. Police pick up people who've been shot and drive them to the hospital themselves. They don't wait for an ambulance. Here's video of a scoop and run in progress. It sounds chaotic, but it's actually police trying to help someone. This was the scariest moment of my life by far. Ian Hurst Hermans was around the same age as Courtney when he was shot in the middle of the night outside a party in Philly. Two police officers arrived on the scene. They looked at each other, gave a nod. One grabbed my arms and one grabbed my legs. Um, The only issue was, is this guy going to bleed out or not? So from the time that you got shot until the time that you arrived to the hospital, approximately how many minutes was that? It's hard to say. I would say less than five minutes, absolutely less than five minutes. In Philly, about a third of gunshot victims are brought into hospitals by police themselves. Police save Ian's life by running him to the ER. I found out the next day that I had about 45 seconds to a minute um, before I would have bled out. I was panicking beyond belief, um, but the police officers were doing everything they can to keep me calm. The one officer was turned around, asked me questions about school, asked me about my family, just trying to keep me awake and uh, alert. Right when they pulled into the emergency room, the ambulance pulled onto the street. And uh, one of the cops kind of 
jokingly said to me, you know, there goes your ride. The way it seems now is if I was shot in any other major city other than Philadelphia, I probably wouldn't have survived. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around that not being the case. Um, I know it's not in every cop's job description, but it just seems like it seems like something that just goes along with protecting the community. I always believed that if my son could have gotten the care that you've gotten, um, that he would be alive today. So had he gotten to the hospital in time, you know, within five minutes, 10 minutes max, if he would have gotten to the hospital, I think they could have saved his life. I'm so sorry to hear that. That makes that makes me feel so terrible. Ian has grown close to the officers who saved him. He even tattooed their names on his chest. They came and saw me the next morning after I was shot, um, made a joke about how I got to clean out the back of their car because there's so much blood in it. You know, these two guys saved my life, whether it was their job or not. Um, so I still keep in touch with them. Yeah, I wouldn't be here without them. So, so I just always keep them really close. I can't help but think how differently I'd feel if those officers had just scooped up my son and rushed him to the hospital. Of course, Ian is white. Would Philly police have picked up Courtney and rushed him to the ER? We can't say for sure. Scoop and run is a long-standing practice in Philly, but not in Chicago. It is allowed here. Chicago police have the discretion to do it, but the practice isn't encouraged. What if my son's life mattered to police like Ian's did when officers saved him? What if when my son came to police begging them for help, they didn't handcuff him? They didn't check to see if he really owned his car. What if they went with him in the ambulance? What if it had been their kid who had been shot on that corner? The consent decree is a 225-page document that is the result of 10 months of negotiations between the Attorney General's office, the police department, and the city. After two highly critical reports found systemic problems in the police department in the use of unnecessary and deadly force. In the years since Courtney died, the federal court has ordered Chicago police to clean up their act. Officers will have to report every time they point their guns at people. They won't be able to use chokeholds, and there are more changes, lots more changes. Under the consent decree, all of Chicago police officers would have to take medical and rescue training and use it to help people who are injured even before paramedics arrive immediately with no delays. They weren't required to do any of that before. It's tough living this life and the skin we're in. This is Courtney's high school friend again, Chance the Rapper. I just wish that he was respected as a human life on the level that, that he should have been, that, that we respect him. And, you know, you can't, you can't change the skin you're in. You just, like, you just live your life and, you know, he lived it to the fullest. 
There are so many people, so many people who care about Courtney. Every time I've interviewed one of them, it's like I bring him back to life a little. He was one out of a trillion. Everybody needs somebody like like Courtney Copeland in their life. He taught me to believe in myself. Something he used to always say was, like, everyone deserves happiness. That's what he gave people. And he would always make me laugh, you know? No matter what, that man would make me laugh. He would make all of us laugh. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, where does he get all this energy from? I miss him dearly because on my difficult days, he was always there for me. If there's more people like him, this world would be a lot different. I tried to interview Courtney's sisters, Kayla and Jasmine. They still aren't ready to talk about what happened. Tell us about your relationship with your brother. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're going to be able to do this. I know it's hard for you. It, it seems like so we talk about other memories. Every day when Courtney came home, he would lay in your bed, right, Kayla? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I just never got to lay in my bed because he was always there. And he would do it just to annoy me. So what happened? And when you got home from school, I don't have to fight him out of my bed. Why? Because he wouldn't get up. He wouldn't get up. He always liked to lay in your bed. Mm-hmm. Hey, Courtney. So hard. I love you. (laughs) Mommy loves you so much. I hope you knew that. How much I love you. How much I still love you. After all this time since Courtney passed away, all this fighting for the truth, I just keep coming back to the fact that my baby is gone. I hope you know. I started a foundation in Courtney's name. This is our little Santa workshop down here. We do this big Christmas giveaway in Courtney's honor every year. His bedroom is filled with toys. Courtney passed away. 
And we hold this big party at our church for all the kids. Really? Like everybody say, Courtney loved the kids. So he used to always take care of all his friends' kids, and, and he, like, adopted them all. So. Hi. What's your name? Oh, Rock. Oh. Which one? Transformer. Is it got a transformer over here? Let's see. At Christmas time, I always get together with my friend Santita Jackson and help her decorate her place for the holidays. And how have you seen me change in the last two years? You've just become, you're just Chappelle taken to the nth degree. Now, now you, your circle has expanded. I've seen you become even more traveled. I mean, you're someone who's not afraid of living. You live, you live, you live, you live, you live, you live, 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 live. But I've seen you, this is a mission for you. And it's like you are saying, okay, Courtney, I'm gonna go on and finish walking for you. The world's gonna benefit. The world's gonna benefit from you being more of who Chappelle is. You're gonna triumph, I believe that. Courtney's sisters are in college now. But me and Brent don't exactly have an empty nest. Our baby foster twins, Faith and Sahara, they're walking around and getting into everything. I'm trying my best to potty train them. Sahara always takes off from her potty. And then Faith takes off too. This is going to be a long process. After taking on the twins... I opened up my home to their older sisters, too. They're teenagers. It's tough sometimes, but I hope they know I'm on their side. Me and Brent celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. Brent planned a party for us. I got him some turntables because he was a DJ before he went to truck driving school. He was so stoked. I know you're probably hungry. Me and Allison and Jamie and all the Invisible Institute are still real tight. We had a party at my house not too long ago. I cooked up a storm. I made spaghetti, Cajun chicken pasta, fried chicken. Allison brought mac and cheese. She's got her hands full, too. She's expecting another little boy next spring. When she told me, I screamed. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm three months along. Oh my goodness. We're gonna get the twins and her little ones together for a play date. And then there's Bebe. Someday, we'll have to say goodbye to this car. Cars don't run forever. I call this like my heritage wall. I, I love black art. It's just, it's just our history. The other day, I was showing Allison the paintings all over my house. And so if you look around this one over here in the corner, basically is talking about the woman who touched the hand of Jesus' garments. And then this one over here in the corner is about the Underground Railroad. 
This one here is A Slave in Captivity. And that one is um, Frederick Douglass. I always tried to teach my kids about where they came from. About that we didn't start off as slaves, but this is something that happened to us. There's one painting in particular in my dining room. It's of a slave. His face is in his hands, and his hands are shackled. This painting is called The Struggle Lives On. Um, I've probably sat at this table, what, a dozen times? Mm -hmm. At least. And this is the first time I'm noticing this picture on the wall. I've had it for probably like 20 years now. And it's always been very special to me. And we don't know when the artist was painting that, if he was depicting that was somebody's last moments, last time, you know, that they're going to be alive. Could be. Because we see that he's in deep despair. And so when I think about my This is the story of my son, Courtney. A young black man in a fancy car. You, black people have been shackled and abused for so long. And then you have... This happened to your child. He wound up with a bullet in his back outside of a Chicago police station. As a mother, you do whatever you can to protect your child. And in that moment, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then you sit here and you're like, I should have been there. And it was beyond my control. And it's the story of my search for the truth. The hardest moment in my life was finding out my son had died. And it's still the hardest moment living without him. That's, that's, that's my reality. My son, Courtney Copeland, was somebody. Somebody is a co-production of The Invisible Institute, The Intercept, Topic Studios, and iHeartRadio in association with Tenderfoot TV. I'm Shapiro Wells. This podcast is produced by Allison Flowers and Bill Healy. Sarah Geis is our story editor. Ellen Glover is our associate producer. For The Invisible Institute, Jamie Calvin is executive producer. For Topic Studios, Maria Zuckerman, Christy Gressman, and Letal Malad are executive producers. Special thanks to Lizzie Jacobs. For The Intercept, Roger Hodge, deputy editor, is supervising producer. Sound design by Carl Scott and Bart Warshaw. Michael Rayfield is our mix engineer. Our theme song, Everybody's Something, is by Chance the Rapper. Original music for the podcast by Nate Fox of The Social Experiment and Eric Butler. Additional reporting by Sam Stecklow, Annie Wynn, Kahari Blackburn, Rajiv Sinclair, Henry Adams, Matilda Voyat, Dana Brozos Kelleher, Francis McDonald, Diana Akmajian, Maddie Anderson. 
Andrew Fan, and Erissa Apentaku. Translation support by Benny Hernandez Ocampo and Emma Perez. Fact-checking by Noel Argeni. Special thanks to Chris Rasmussen, Bennett Epstein, Matt Topic, David Brelo, and Julie Wolf. We want to hear from you. Email us at info at somebodypodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 773-270-0121. To learn more about this case and for links to additional materials, go to our show page at somebodypodcast.com. You can also find a list of everyone we want to thank there. So many people helped us along the way. Elizabeth Van Brocklin's original story, Scoop and Run, where cop cars double as ambulances, first appeared in The Trace. Everybody's somebody's everything. I know you're right. Nobody's nothing. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.